0: Hey, everybody, this is Teresa Leftenant, and we had a great experience today learning how to handle a recording a radio show with a big windstorm outside. So you're probably gonna have a little challenge with the sound now and then, but please listen to the interview because it's an amazing opportunity to learn about your emotional life by a great friend of mine, Dr. Deb Sandella.
1: Thanks so much. Welcome to A Wealthy Life For Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner
2: professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner. The Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Tenet, or Reinventing Your Money.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 31 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. As a certified financial planner, wealth advisor, author, and speaker with over 30 years experience, professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence to overcome financial challenges that women face as they pursue a wealthy life. And what is my definition of a wealthy life? Well, true wealth is found when we're pursuing our passions, exploring who we really are, expressing our inner talents and living our personal dreams, supported by the financial resources we need to make the best choices along the way. Now my guests guests and I explore seven elements of living a wealthy life, which include our finances, our physical health and wellness, professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships and contribution and legacy. And I share my philosophy on the inner power qualities that women can develop to expand their lives as well as ideas how to improve their long-term financial fitness. Now our episode today is part of our mental and spiritual wellness series. And I'll be, introducing our guest in just a moment. But before I do, I want to continue what I started last week was to introduce my new series, Seven Steps to Accelerate Your Pursuit of a Million Dollar Financial Goal. Now, last week we went through step one, which is to create a million dollar life vision. Think bigger than you've ever thought before when you do this. Step two is to develop an action plan and to organize your plan in 90-day increments, setting five major leaps forward that you want to focus on in that 90 days. Step three is to set up a tracking system because you want to track your money in real dollars and then ask yourself some hard questions about the progress you're making. Then you can revise your plan for the next 90 days step four is to develop a daily routine make it a priority to put five action steps on your calendar every day and that's how you gain momentum and move forward now today i want to go into detail about step five which is to make your current environment support your future vision now let's think about this how many hours do we spend in our working space i know we're home right now but what does that working space need to look like in order to really support the pursuit of your million dollar vision? And what does your home space say about you? You know, the goal is to have your workspace support taking on whatever comes up and your home space to support your rest and relaxation. It's important to be able to concentrate easily and to be intentional about making the progress that you want. So your environment can be set up to support both, your million dollar vision efforts and your taking a break rewards. Another way we support our pursuit of a big goal is to clean up our messes and incompletes. Now a messy environment makes it harder to think positive and to stretch outside our comfort zone. Also, any undone tasks can take up space in our brain and could make it harder to focus on our action plan. An example might be that if you have a large debt from the past that you're trying to pay off and you dread making that payment every month, well, you can put that payment on automatic so that it's out of your mind and your mind is free and open to pay attention to what you want, where you want to go in the future. Another example, what about your filing cabinet or your online system that is possibly disorganized and and makes it hard for you to find what you need? Maybe you feel anxious, tired, or frustrated when you open up the drawer. So decide today that you'll clean up your space, finish your to-do list, and make it easier for yourself to reach those five major leaps forward in your 90-day plan. Benjamin Hardy says this, quote, You want your environment to pull you in the direction you want to go. It takes a lot of willpower to tread upstream. So make setting up a supporting environment a part of your first 90 day action plan and use your ingenuity and your creativity. Another way to expand your energy for your million dollar vision is to think about who you spend time with. We often don't consider whether our friends and associates are good for us or not. And if you have a million dollar vision, you don't wanna spend your time with people who are focused on saving pennies. They'll just drag you down and make you question your choices. When you spend time with people who are pursuing their dreams too, they pull you forward and elevate the whole experience. We all need different environments. One for work, one for rest and rejuvenation, and one for fun and excitement. During COVID, when we're spending so much time at home, well, I separate my space by meditating and journaling in my bedroom, working only in my office, and laughing with my family and enjoying coloring in my living room. That way, my mind knows what to bring so that I can do best in each environment. All right, step six, overcome fear and believe you can. Now admit it, how many times have you told yourself, I can't do that? Pursuing a big goal like a million dollars takes courage, confidence, and believing that I can do anything. You've probably heard that everything you want is on the other side of fear, and you also know that growth requires that you stretch outside your comfort zone. The journey to a million dollar goal means you stretch and grow and become the person who has a million dollars because of all you've faced and overcome throughout the process. Fear is such a negative feeling and it can stop us dead in our tracks. The question you can ask yourself is where is this fear coming from? Maybe like me, when you were young, you forgot your lines when you were on stage in the school play. And now you want to become a speaker, but your fear holds you back from taking the steps to even get the gig. Well, I got over my fear of public speaking by taking it in small bites. First, I went to Toastmasters and learned how to give a one minute speech. Then I invited some friends over and taught a 20 minute class. I kept practicing and taking small steps, and soon I had an international speaking engagement. My next step was to become a radio and podcast host. Now when I feel the fear, I remember that I proved to myself that I can, and that helps me feel the fear and do it anyway. Overcoming fear, one step at a time. It's like there's a big caution sign. Just pay attention to what fear is telling you, and then move on through. Turn I can't into I can. Now, just a little comment about the question of risk. There is risk when you pursue a goal. Risk brings up fear in people because they don't want to lose or be embarrassed or fail. This is one reason why women have challenges with investing, because it does require that they learn how to risk their principal so that they have the potential to receive a better rate of return than if they took no risk at all. Facing risk doesn't come as naturally to women as it does to men. However, men, women can accept that to pursue a bigger goal means they will lose sometimes. They will be embarrassed and fail along the way. And those experiences, although they hurt, will provide invaluable learning opportunities, which are crucial to experiencing in order to grow and succeed. Acknowledge that there's risk and then learn everything you can on how to reduce it. So let me jump to my million dollar confidence activators, and then we're going to introduce our guest. So cleaning up your messes builds confidence. Creating a supportive work and home environment builds confidence. Hanging out with other goal pursuers builds confidence. Overcoming fear one step at a time builds confidence. Acknowledging risk And reducing it builds confidence. And turning I can't into I can builds confidence. So next time, I'm going to reveal the final step in my seven steps to accelerate your pursuit of a million-dollar financial goal series. Okay, I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Deborah Sandella, Ph.D., RN, is author of the number one international bestseller, Goodbye, Hurt, and Pain seven simple steps to health, love, and success. She's an award-winning psychotherapist, university professor, and the originator of the groundbreaking RIM method, which is a heavily researched neuroscience tool proven to reduce stress and improve quality of life. She's been featured in the media, including USA Today, CBS, and CNN. She frequently shares the stage with Jack Canfield and is co-author of their Awakening Power Meditation Program. Her numerous professional awards include Outstanding Clinical Specialist, Research Excellence, and an EVBY, EV, Best Personal Growth Book Award. So welcome to the show, Dr. Deb. Oh, thank you, Teresa. It's nice to be with you. Well, Dr. Deb and I met in a coffee shop when we were both at a Jack Canfield workshop and I knew right there in an instance that I wanted to learn what she knew because she, she just had this way of making me feel so positive about myself and like I, she had I had her full attention. So I'm really happy that I was able to snag her from her busy life so that we could talk about one of my favorite topics today, which is our emotions, our feelings. It seems like Dr. Deb, that we could talk or uh, explore and learn about our emotions, you know, until we leave the earth and we never would really totally understand them. So let's start our conversation by you sharing with us You know, you're a therapist and you have had a traditional therapy practice, but now you teach other therapists and coaches this
4: healing technique called REM. Tell us all about that. Yes. So when I made that shift from traditional therapy out to explore something new, it was a risk. You were talking (laughs) about taking risks. (laughs) And the risk was I had to set aside everything I thought I knew and everything I thought was possible, and what I thought wasn't possible, and begin to look with new eyes at the process of emotion. And what I found was is just mind-blowing, to be quite honest, because we are actually so resourced in mm-hmm. our emotional operating system, but we keep overriding it, because thought and emotion originates from different parts of the brain. And so, uh, the left brain or the thinking mind is um verbal but the feeling part of the brain is nonverbal. Mm. so that's why we have trouble <laughs> just trying to tell our emotions to be quiet and expect them to do it but they don't uh you know we've tried we try and we try and we try but it really doesn't work to get down to that very deep level of processing emotion so it was a it was a risk that was so worth taking uh what i have discovered is that we have the ability within us a lot of ability within us and in our brain that uh, neuroscience is really just now catching up with there's a lot ahead as we look at that. So that emotions are really not as difficult as we think. It's very similar to the physical body, the system is. But we just don't think of them that way. We're afraid of them. We've grown, you know, That's exactly right. And I think,
3: you know, especially now, you know, we wanted to sort of orient our conversation around, you know, feeling good, even in hard times. And we definitely are in a period right now, my conversation with friends and um, my clients, there is a lot of emotional experiences that are maybe more intense than we are used to having and so um, we need to take a quick break here but in just a moment when we come back I want you to tell us more about you know how we can learn to understand more about our emotional life so that it doesn't like push us off our spot, you know, like it doesn't interfere with the ability to be happy and successful and have the life we want. So stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back to A Wealthy Life For Her.
1: Are you feeling overwhelmed with uncomfortable feelings during this unprecedented time? You're not alone. We all struggle with anger, anxiety, sadness, and regret. Now there's a way to stop those feelings from blocking you from happiness and success. Whether it's better health, more love, or excelling in your work, Goodbye, Hurt, and Pain by Dr. Debra Sandella is ranked in the top 100 books in spiritual development and offers seven down-to-earth tools to make it happen quicker than you thought possible. Get your copy of Goodbye, Hurt and Pain at Amazon or your favorite bookseller today. Teresa Leftenant encourages women to talk openly
5: about money by providing virtual and live talking circles where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her Money also provides financial education, workshops, webinars, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Leftenant to speak or facilitate a financial topic for your women's group, Learn more at ReinventingHerMoney.com.
2: Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com.
3: Okay, welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my guest, Dr. Deb Sandella, PhD and award-winning author and psychotherapist. So, Dr. Deb, on your website, you have this wonderful quote, Emotions and feelings are invisible, often ignored, and when not addressed, may have a toxic impact on your relationships and overall physical and mental health. So help us understand how our emotions can hold us back from getting what we want.
4: Yes, well, you know, what happens is that when emotion is flowing through and it flows through us constantly, moment to moment to moment, and when it gets stopped like we don't want to feel it or we want to control it we want to ignore it you know all of those things that we do it goes underground it goes down in the body and it becomes invisible and so then it is like um kind of like the uh what do you call it? Like the princess and the pea, that story where she kept putting on another layer of mattress so that she didn't feel the pea that was creating the discomfort. And that's what happens. We keep separating ourselves from whatever it is that now is hidden, uh, but is still bothering us. So then it shows up to get in our way like a speed bump. It causes us to, um, it slows us down without us realizing it. uh, So that it's just right there. And um, what is wonderful is that our system actually knows how to allow emotion to flow through so that it doesn't get stuck in us and it doesn't cause those speed bumps. Uh, And that's by just actually allowing ourselves to feel our feelings. It it sounds very weird, but it's that simple because when we resist, like our automatic reaction, for instance, to anger can be uh, you know, it's not good to express anger. Uh, And so we try to control it, and then it gets, you know, stuck in the craw, so to speak.
0: Okay, Dr. Deb. so um, give us all a description of the process that you call RIM. Right. Well, RIM
6: stands for Regenerating Images in Memory, R-I-M. And uh, with RIM, what we're doing, we're actually using body awareness and imagination to translate what is in the emotional part of the brain that's creating an issue but it's out of our conscious awareness and so as we tune into the body and follow what our experience is in the body the, and you know, notice our breathing it takes us down into that part of the brain where um, emotion originates and mm. as we're there then we can use imagination, and it's spontaneous imagination. It's not intentional visualization. That's very different. But Mm -hmm. it's spontaneous imagination that pops in to reveal different images, memories, metaphors um, of what is actually the root cause. Uh, whatever it is that we're we're working with, whatever issue that is, if it's anxiety, if it is anger, whatever emotion uh, we can tap down into that and allow it to start to move through and then to also be regenerated if
0: needed. Okay, so what you're saying to me is that we have memories. And those memories are stored in our brain and that there's a connection of the emotion that we felt during um, those memories.
6: Well, it's it's stored actually throughout the body as well as in the brain. So the whole nervous system and also in aspects like we know the heart has certain kinds of cells. I mean, the physiology and the neurology of all of this is becoming quite amazing in terms of how we are interconnected between mind and body, between emotions and thinking. So feeling and thinking are very intertwined in our physical being. And so emotion actually happens spontaneously uh, from the body, from this uh, area, areas in the body that, uh, so we're not conscious of it initially, but it arises and then we aren't sure what to do with it. But you can't stop emotion. Emotion is spontaneous, it's transient and it flows through. So we can't really Stop it organically. However, actually what really works is to receive it, is to move into an awareness of what we're feeling and just allow ourselves to feel it. We don't have to take action. It's all an inner experience of allowing feeling to be felt. It's kind of strange, isn't it? (laughs)
0: It is. It is way too simple. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is simple, but, you know, it is something that sounds a little different because we really haven't been educated or schooled, shall we say, on um, becoming aware of what our emotions are telling us and how we can actually get used to feeling them. Would that would you say I'm right about that? Yes, I would say you're totally right about that. That we
6: have because we've been afraid, the yeah. mind doesn't know how to feel. The thinking part of us doesn't know how to feel. So the thinking part of us is afraid of feelings because they're invisible and illogical and seem uncontainable to the mind part, you know, the thinking, the logical part of us. And so uh, it doesn't want to allow it, so our mind tries to talk us out of it, tries to talk us into controlling feelings, but it, that doesn't really work very well because it would take, as you were talking about uh, willpower, it would take constant willpower for that to be successful. So RIM is really different because it actually emotionally, we start with the raw emotion that's evident in the body And we let imagination translate what it is all about, and then we get to regenerate whatever is there. And it may be a memory, but it also could be just a thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be a, a fear of the future. Uh, So it may not be a memory yet, but we will work with whatever our interpretation is. So the interpretation can feel like emotional memory, but it's really, you know, it is just emotion that
0: is um, present. Uh, Does that make sense, Teresa? It does. And, you know, of course, I can speak to this um, from a first-person experience because I've had many rim sessions, and I know we're going to talk about um, how room sessions are facilitated and so on. But I've experienced this myself, and it is amazing how much the body, the intelligence of the body when it comes to um, our emotional life. And it can really lead you to understanding really deep things about yourself and your, you know, not only what happened to you in the past, but also, you know, why you're here and what your, what your talents and your abilities are. I mean, it can really... Our emotions can educate us. Would you say that's true?
6: Oh, absolutely. In fact, that is their purpose. Yeah. So that it's kind of like I like to make the comparison between the physical body and the emotional self because they really work very similarly. So, you know, our our sensations through our body are important to stay safe. So that we're aware if we're, we're uh, you know, if it's too cold to be outside without a coat or Mm -hmm. that we're sitting in a precarious position that's, you know, uh, concerning to our back and those kinds of things, that there's constant feedback from the body that we use to stay safe and, and even more than safe to stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with emotion. So as the emotions flow through, they're just bringing us information. They're not meant to become part of us. They're mm-hmm. just meant to flow through, inform us, and then expire. On, you know, I think of it as a river of emotion constantly flowing through. And in that, you have a body experience and you have an emotional experience. It's called interoception, the combination of that, of as emotion flows through us. We actually have a physical experience, but most of it, of the time, we're not tuned in to stay conscious to it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, it really we're really amazing as much in our emotional self as we are in our physical self. We just haven't understood how.
0: So, and, and of course, this is what your passion and expertise is all about. So, you know, we have this idea that we can have emotional well-being, right? I mean, I, 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 I feel like that's what we're. There's a striving for that to feel like we're in harmony with our emotions, that they're working for us instead of against us. So, so help us more understand more about the emotional operating system. I think you know how how right. you describe that. Yeah, but what's interesting is
6: when you use the word striving, because <laughs> striving is a, an intellectual word. Uh, Because the emotional operating system actually is about allowing, Mm. uh, allowing what is in us, what's happening within us, allowing what is happening around us, uh, so that it can be known and received and felt, and whatever needs, you know, whatever important information is there in that, uh, we become informed. So, like for instance, with anger. So anger is a really common emotion, and it's one that people really don't like to have, and they don't like to be the recipient of it. And we have grown very, very frightened of anger over the years. I know I grew up being taught that was not a good thing. You know, I was not a good girl when I was angry. And so, um, but the problem is that anger, like all emotion, has its function. And anger is like a built-in security system so that we don't get hurt, so we don't get, uh, put ourselves in danger. So when we feel angry, it's like an alarm going off that there could be danger somewhere either inside us and how we're handling our inner self or something around us and our relationship with people and situations around us. So if we, if we feel like anger should always be ignored, That's like having an alarm system go off, an alarm go off that says there could be an intruder, and we say, oh, well, I know it's not an intruder, and we turn it off. But we don't really know if there's an intruder or not.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
6: So that you have to investigate to say is, it could just be a misunderstanding, but there also could be real danger. So you have to discern. And if we go the opposite direction, there are people who interpret every alarm, every ang- you know, bit of anger as legitimate, like they're being violated. Hmm. And But that's not accurate either. And if you approach your alarm system as every uh, alarm that goes off is, really means there is an intruder, we won't feel safe in the world. And we will not trust enough to take risks to be successful and go out and find our passion and our relationships that fit with us and, and all of that. And so it's really important to allow feelings and learn that they are working on our behalf. They're not against us. Because sometimes we, you know, you can hear it. People feel like, you know, darn, why do I have to have to feel like this? I don't want to feel like this. And yet, feelings actually are helping to re, uh, revive, re energize, and heal our emotional self
0: right and and becoming more alert about what each individual emotion is and then learning how to ask questions so we can discern what the message is that's yes. really kind of that's what Absolutely. Would be really yeah. helpful to learn
6: yeah um, it's very know. very helpful and the more that you discern the exquisite uh, feeling It's like scratching an itch, like it starts to become very rewarding to really know what you're feeling in each moment uh, Mm -hmm. so that you have a sense of direction, you have a sense of what's really happening with you, and then you'll make better decisions um, from that place.
0: Right, right. And, uh, you know, what I know is that you have been developing this and uh, refining this process and then you teach it now within your RIM Institute. And so I wanted you to just, before we go to break, just help our listeners understand more about how more and more therapists, coaches, trainers, leaders are becoming um, educated and skilled in this process and are able to facilitate it for individuals. Yes, it is
6: so exciting because uh, I I was a, a mental health professional, psychotherapist, private practice, uh, all all kinds of of many uh, roles in mental health for over 20 years. So I know the difference. And now REM is so much more effective and quicker. It's different. It's just very different. So it's not at all like therapy. It's a very different process and it uses different parts of the brain. And um, I am teaching people, and you don't have, you know, what's really wonderful is you don't have to be a therapist because we're not doing therapy, that it's really a verbal technique that, um, that where we guide people to access their own emotional operating system and how to unlock it, make changes, and save it, just like a computer. So we're working mm-hmm. with our inner, our inner uh, computer of our, our body and our mind. Uh, and so I teach, uh, in fact, I just finished a class this last week of teaching uh, social-emotional learning teachers because, mm. it's, um, because it's perfect for the schools because RIM does not take any willpower. It does not work on the willpower mode. That's what logic does. But this is about really allowing the organic system to be received and allowed so that we actually feel, we can identify our feelings, we can express them and name them. And then all of a sudden that cycle is broken. Even by just recognizing the feeling and naming it, we know this from the research, then something happens. It's like the difference of like when you're in a circle, when you have a circle going on, it's hard to get out of the circle. But if you break the circle, so you break that cycle of, the, of holding back that emotion, then all of a sudden there's the space to start seeing the whole issue or the whole what's happening that's creating these feelings to be known. Right. So it's ama- it, you get just immediate almost immediate results people look different they physically look different after doing this kind of work it's it's so amazing and I know you know this Teresa because you have you have been involved so thank you for letting me talk about it
0: (laughs) well of course I that's why I wanted to have you on the show and so we are going to take a break but when we come back I want you to share with us about writing your book which is an award-winning book it's just Uh, an amazing uh, resource for all of us to learn about our emotional operating system so come right back to a wealthy life for her
1: Are you feeling overwhelmed with uncomfortable feelings during this unprecedented time? You're not alone. We all struggle with anger, anxiety, sadness, and regret. Now there's a way to stop those feelings from blocking you from happiness and success. Whether it's better health, more love, or excelling in your work, Goodbye, Hurt, and Pain by Dr. Deborah Sandella is ranked in the top 100 books in spiritual development and offers seven down-to-earth tools to make it happen quicker than you thought possible get your copy of goodbye hurt and pain at amazon or your favorite bookseller today
5: according to the american medical association study on how women physicians are prepared for retirement over half of women physicians believe they have unique or more complicated financial needs than their peers in other professions Teresa Lieutenant believes that every high-earning woman deserves a truly personalized, not cookie-cutter financial plan, so she will have the best chance of pursuing her vision for a happy, healthy, and wealthy life. Explore your financial potential by joining our mailing list at
2: ReinventingHerMoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com.
0: And we're back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lepton and my guest, Dr. Deb Sandella. And we're talking about our emotional operating system and how we can learn to understand more of what is going on in our body and learn to discern what our emotions are sharing with us. So what I wanted to have you do, your book is called uh, Goodbye, Hurt, and Pain, Seven Simple Steps to Health, Love, and Success. Love the title. You know, both of us have written books since we first met. Tell us yes. about writing your book.
6: I'm sorry, what did you say? When?
0: Yeah, tell us just about that process of oh, writing your yeah, book. yeah. Well, and... you
6: know, it
0: was. Um, it
6: became very clear to me after a while of of playing with REM. Uh, that this has to go out. It's, it doesn't belong to me because it's really about our organic abilities, and we. Ha- it's like it's the new paradigm to appreciate ourselves emotionally, and so I knew there had to be, uh, there had to be the Bible of it, so to speak, <laughs> if you will, oh, right. and uh, so I, you know, it was a huge a huge undertaking because I wanted so much to go into this book so that people really had everything they want. I think in the end, even though it's easy reading, that what I find is when you read uh, different parts again and again, you see and learn new things. And the book is really set up to be a self-rem experience so that the reader gets actual benefit and there are activities that you can practice with yourself or you and a friend could do together or you can do it in a written way Um, and so there really are a lot of uh, suggestions of how and stories there's real life stories and there's the science and then there's the activities that people can practice that go with every step of the seven steps
0: Well, you know, when we are able to uh, kind of get a mental picture or a mental understanding of something like this, it's one way of understanding. But really, the best way is to, you know, have the experience yourself. So, uh, you know, we were talking about all of this in terms of what we're experiencing in our world right now. There's just unprecedented change, unprecedented Surprises, things we never mm-hmm. expect to be going through right now. So, what's important about understanding all of this in our current, you know, experience? Yes. Yeah, it's very, very
6: important because when we are triggered, uh, it's actually an opportunity. It doesn't feel like an opportunity, but it is. It's kind of like the sediment, the emotional hurt and pain sediment it has been at the very bottom of our unconscious and unknown. And when we get triggered, it gets all stirred up, just like the water being, you know, stirred. And all of that rises up so that we can see what it is and we can actually sift it out, so to speak, metaphorically. And so right now is the very perfect time to do big work. Uh, Because as we're triggered, the trigger leads down to what are some key um, sources, you know, origins of some long-term issues that we may have had that have slowed down our progress. doesn't mean that it has held us back completely. It doesn't. It just slows us down. It's like having a speed bump. Uh, or, you know, carrying a weight on your back. So we we just get slowed down and feel more burdened. Um, But because it's invisible, though, we don't know how to correct it. So this is a great time once we're triggered just to, like, say, for instance, to use the book and just sit down and start going through discovering. What is it down deep that the sediment there that can be known right now and regenerated?
0: Well, I can tell you that right now I'm surprised that I have been triggered by some old trauma in my past that has to do with being rejected by people. Mm-hmm. And, boy, you know, just because of the extra stress that we're all under, I think mm-hmm. that, that that's happening for folks, is that we, we are feeling triggered. So there is this opportunity, like you say, to really explore who we are and what does this mean?
6: What do you, I'm not asking what I – mean, I'm not sure what you – well, what does
0: it mean that we get triggered? I mean, that's what we can ask ourselves. What is the trigger Oh, right, all right, about? exactly.
6: So this a rhetorical question.
0: <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. Yes, uh,
6: yes um, that's exactly right. You know, we can just sit with it and really ask and listen and allow what's there to be remembered. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Because, there, you know... It, these times have it's hit us in all these, um, what do I want to say, visceral ways. Visceral yeah. ways, like uh, limiting our, our ability to move. And to be places, uh, in ways that we used to, it's really because of that limited many of the ways that we defend against feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you
6: know, like a lot of people stay very busy or do a lot of travel or things that get their serotonin, their, their feel good hormones pumping. And right now, a lot of those things have been limited, like socializing. You know, we we get a lot of uh, feel-good feelings when we're socializing with others. We feel connected. It makes us feel good. And it's just all organic and natural. And right now, that's not the same. And so it's really put us in a place to center, to actually move into a deeper place internally uh, so that we really appreciate who we are mm-hmm. in a different way, in a calmer, more centered place. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. takes us using, you know, it takes us uh, being intentional about that. It was I found, like, being in lockdown was actually so refreshing to me, I was able to regenerate. I did not realize how tired I was. I was really Mm. exhausted because I had been working hard all year. Mm. And I had a bunch of trip, you know, travel for work that was set up that got canceled. And all of a sudden, I found my body just, oh, enjoying being able to just not do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So that once I got really regenerated physically and renewed physically, I started having all these creative ideas for my business, Ah. (laughs) for the work of REM. That is very exciting. Yes.
0: Well, you know, that's what I was talking about in the beginning. Being able to really give yourself permission to rest and rejuvenate uh, when your body is expressing a need for that and um, you know I think what I've learned in this period that I'm so grateful for as you're saying it's an opportunity to 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 look inside and and to really understand yourself more is that I'm understanding people people's behavior in a different way I have more understanding and empathy for their Mm -hmm. reaction to this I mean let's face it when you feel in fear for your life which is mm-hmm. what this pandemic is bringing up for a lot of people. Uh, you know, can't even really go around your own family because you fear for, you know, your fear of death. That's like the biggest fear we have, right?
6: Right, it is. That's exactly so, right. And that um, we actually interpret, the, the brain interprets the fear of death, both emotionally, emotional like death of the ego. Mm-hmm. And also physical death, both of those things. So as our businesses are deteriorating, you've got both aspects going on, um, the fear of emotional death and the fear of physical or financial death. Well, physical right. death, body death, and also financial death. So there's all kinds of death that we're afraid of. So it's really, it's tr- we're triggered at levels, I don't think, certainly in my lifetime, and I'm 70, so it's a long time. Right. Uh to be aware. If well,
0: you say, knowing all of this and, and really bringing it out so that we can take a look at it, what do you think is the most important thing to remember right now about these emotions that we're feeling during these hard times? What's Right. I think thing? it
6: is, uh, well, the three steps that are really helpful to remember right now is to breathe because breathing actually connects into the part of the brain that is automatic and creates fear and anxiety. So just by taking time to control our breathing and focus on our breathing calms anxiety and calms fear. So that's one thing. So we can always rely on controlling our breathing in a pattern or shifting or just become aware of it, just breathing very consciously. And then second of all, to really feel.
0: Mm-hmm. to
6: Really feel like if we're afraid, instead of trying to modulate it and regulate it, just close your eyes and let yourself feel as afraid as you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, And if you cry, you cry. Uh, it's, we don't have to act it out. It's just a matter of actually internal feeling. It's, it's strange, but, I, you know, it works. It really works. Mm-hmm. And then finally to express safely because when we express, we externalize whatever feelings are in there that feel uncomfortable. It's like I think about it as like pouring water from the pitcher we are the pitcher, and our feelings are the water. So they're there and passing through, but we can also externalize them by expressing them. However, safely is important. Because, for instance, when we're angry, to just express anger however we want to does not mean it's going to be safe. We can damage relationships. We can damage our own bridges to successful connections, you know, so that the expressing needs to be safe. So in the beginning, you can express it in a written way, in whatever way you want. You can get all the anger and the attack and aggressiveness out on paper, yeah. And then if you want to keep that or throw it away or rip it up or whatever, it's fine. And then once the angst is uh, lessened enough that the mind comes, the logic comes back on track, because those emotions that are intense they take our mind off track. <clears throat> you know, we're no longer thinking. We're right. just reacting. And so then when the mind comes back on track, we can sense so what does this mean? Do I need to take action? Do I not? Uh, are there other ways to do what I'm doing? Like the, I know I've read several stories about people who had businesses that were failing that got these you know, creative ideas that really were very helpful. It's not that it, it changed the whole problem, but it really has helped them survive. Uh, you know ways to change their business uh, this way or that way. That in the end will probably will end up keeping some of these things because some of them are just brilliant ideas uh, in the moment. You
0: uh-huh. know, and sometimes uh, things happen that we don't understand that are really opportunities to shift in a way that we were supposed to anyway. Yes. And so yes,
6: that's exactly right. I think so because I, I mean
0: we were. You know, we have
6: we're a very busy society. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Put it that way, we're very yes. busy, a lot of doing, and uh, so I, I'm sure it has not hurt to slow down. Yeah, absolutely,
0: uh, I keep telling myself, I giving myself permission to do that. Okay. So <laughs> who are the best candidates to have a rim session? So a session itself. Now, with the book, you
6: can do self rim. Anybody okay. can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of sessions, if you, especially if you have some big trauma issues, then you would definitely want uh, to have somebody to help facilitate so that it's easier and that um, you know that you're safe, you feel safe. Uh, I think the other thing uh, that really is a reason people come in is they are doing everything they can think of To get the result they want in their life, whether that's a relationship, a successful uh, business or career or have children or whatever it is, uh, that they have done everything they can think of to make it happen and it's still not happening. And so that means there's something beneath the surface that they're not remembered or not aware of or maybe they never knew that is in their way and that that can be cleared fairly quickly.
0: And so um, I know that you not only have uh, your book at, that is basically out on Amazon and other places to buy books, and then you also have on your uh, website, which is, is it goodbyhurtandpain.com? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so there, is, uh, there are facilitators that are really around the country, right? That Correct, get- and actually
6: some in other countries.
0: Right. So you have a list there on on that website. So if, if somebody wanted to explore a session to be facilitated, then they could do that, um, you know, through your site. So Absolutely, yes. It
6: on, on the home. I mean, at the top bar, it says RIM Institute, mm-hmm. and if you click on that, there's a drop down with all the different ways that the RIM Institute, uh, you know, has information for you. And one of those is Directory of RIM Facilitators.
0: And, of course, how you can take courses on um, becoming a RIM facilitator or just using it for your own personal development. Uh, right. We do not have enough time. We have to have you back. But um, <laughs> I have to say thank you for being with us, Dr. Deb, so much. And next week, our guest will be Amy Johnson. She's vice president of Advanced Markets and Solutions at Allianz Life Insurance. And Amy and I will be discussing how to keep up with the cost of health care in retirement.
3: So thanks for listening, everyone, and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. Thank you for listening to the show and the podcast. If you enjoyed yourself, please share the show with your friends and family. I think I want to thank Alexis Gregory who composed our theme music, Eric my producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube under Teresa T R E S A Lieutenant. And remember everyone, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome your financial challenges and create a wealthy life on your terms. See you next week. I'm Teresa Lieutenant. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of a woman's pursuit of a wealthy life. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she's going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you're planning something else. We're here to help you either design your plan or revise your plan. Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and click on contact to set up a time to chat.
2: Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.
1: Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon, she is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at ReinventingHerMoney.com.